Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. That was wonderful. Great job, Tim. It's amazing what God does through songs. I've always been not so much surprised as amazed how God speaks to us uh, through music and words, how he speaks to us through visual areas, how he speaks to us as his spirit causes us to become aware of who he is and what he wants to do. And let's pray and ask God to give us some directions. We get ready to look into his word. Father, today we come to you because our desire is to hear from you. We've listened a bit now through some music that was shared. And we're beginning to anticipate this Christmas season. We're beginning to get stirred up a little bit. It's, it's here. It's the 27th and we're only some 28, 29 days, Lord. Slightly more than that, that we're looking forward to this incredible declaration of your incarnation. Christmas. We'd ask that you might stir us up even now. Help us to be prepared and to put into place all the necessary things that you want us to put into place as we approach a Christmas day. Begin stirring us today. And we'll thank you as you do it. Allow your will to be done in us and through us. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as I shared last week, I now have to wear glasses. It's that interesting blessing that takes place when you can see far but not near. So, The Bible talks about the blessing that Mary is going to receive when she responds to the call of God. The angel calls it, you're to be blessed, favored above all women. And yet, as we begin to inspect that blessing, we find that it comes with it some very, very difficult and heavy burdens as is true of all blessings. You see, the Bible tells us that God is always looking for people who are willing to be used. And if you're just usable before God, he'll literally wear you out. Some of you think, well, God could never use me. Of course he can use you. In fact, today's message is about not only can God use you, he wants to use you. He's waiting and eager to use you in ways that, You can't even imagine. So this Christmas, what we need to do is pray for a miracle. We need to pray for a miracle. So I want everybody right now, I want you to just lift your hand up and say, Lord, I want a miracle. That's it. Hear us, Father. All right. You see, when we say we want a miracle in our lives, it means we want to experience something that's that's supernatural. We want to experience uh, the magical touch uh, of God. Now, when we look at Mary, our first thought is, oh, we're supposed to venerate her or lift her up and see her as something uh, perfect. But the Bible doesn't say that at all. In fact, the Bible sees her as a very ordinary peasant girl. Very, very ordinary. She's not sinless. She's never called God's wife. She's never referred to in some spectacular way other than she's a woman who was willing to worship God 
and to honor him when he chose her to bring forth his son. That was her specialness. It was a very ordinary aspect of who she was that declared God's desire to use her. It was her humility. Lord, use this servant girl if that's what you desire to do. That humility is what sets her aside. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. It was a village in Galilee. And there was a virgin there whose name was Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph who happened to be a descendant of King David. Now, they give you all that information to help you understand that God had promised beforehand exactly how he would bring forth his son and through whom he would bring him. That's what the information is there for. No, so Gabriel appears to her and he says, Greetings, blessed favored woman. The Lord is with you. And Mary is confused and frightened. And she tried to think, well, what's the angel talking about? He said, don't be frightened, Mary, for God has decided to bless you. Don't be frightened. Don't be confused. Don't be disturbed. Don't be petrified. It's okay. God has decided to bless you. So Mary is caught up in this time of fear, but then she seems to push away her fear and she begins to model some responses that I think we can recognize and follow after these faith responses. We want to use that term for them. The angel goes on to say, you're going to be the mother of God's son. How frightening, how confusing that had to have been what are you saying? He said, goes on to say, we're actually going to create within your womb the fetus of God right now. And he'll begin to grow. And in nine months, you'll experience the birth of God. Try to wrap your mind around that. You can't. It's like, Mary must have been thinking, Whatever you say, Lord, but I don't have a clue what it is you're saying. You're not making any real sense to me, but I trust you, and I'm going to respond to you. Then I'm sure what began to stir in her head as she sang these wondrous songs of praise and thanks to God. Let's hold it just a minute. Did he say, I'm going to be pregnant? I'm engaged. What's going to happen? And fears began to jump into her mind and into her heart. And I guarantee you Satan was busy throwing at her every possible doubt and question that she could possibly have. You think of the fears that may have come onto her. I, I, there's three basic fears here because I see her responding to these at least. And the first one I call the fear of criticism. What are people going to think? I'm a virgin and now I'm having a baby. Logically, what, what are they going to think? And as you begin to process that, it doesn't get pretty. It gets very, very ugly and it gets incredibly difficult. And then the second fear, I thought, is 
the fear of the supernatural came into my mind. Well, what's going to happen to me? What, what is God going to do with me? How is he going to do all this stuff? What, what? Up to this time, I've just been a normal peasant girl. Now what's going to happen? Now what's going to happen? And all kinds of fantasies, positive and negative. And the last one that I thought of was probably the one that dumped on her last. It says, since, because she even expresses it about humility. And, uh, how am I going to handle this? <laughs> ah, that's great. <laughs> how is this going to change my life? How, how am I going to deal with this? Uh, I'm inadequate. How am I going to... I'm going to raise God's son? You see, begin to, as you begin to process it, this is the thoughts of pregnancy in a special way. So those same fears, I think, prevent each of us from responding to God's directive in a much smaller manner. We're afraid of uh, the supernatural. We're afraid of criticism. We're afraid of our own inadequacies, our inabilities. And so we don't do what God directs and calls us to do. We're afraid. So I said, well, what can we do? So let me give you three responses. We talked about Thanksgiving last week. Well, this week, I want to have three responses that I think if we begin to respond this way, we'll experience God's will in our life in, in vital, powerful ways. Okay? And the, the first one is that she shows this. First of all, she desired to do his will. She desired to do his will. And if God is with us, someone said, well, who cares who's against us? She said, I want to do God's will. See, his will is greater than my dreams. If I was ever to place something against that, I'd say, God's will is greater than my dreams. My aspirations, my ideas, my thoughts. God's will is wonder. It's, uh, wow. God, I desire to do your will. I don't understand it. I don't comprehend what it is the angel saying. I'm flabbergasted. I'm scared. I'm terrified. But... I want to do your will. So that's the first way she responds. And secondly, she says, I'm willing to pay the cost. She was determined to pay whatever cost there is involved. And I should say this, by the way. Some people get the wrong idea. If you decide you're going to follow God's will in your life, you say, God, I'm going to be the person you've called me to be. I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. Then you're going to experience a lot of problems. Okay? It's, it's just what it is. You're going you're gonna to experience so many difficulties. There's going to be so much cost involved in your life. There'll be financial cost. There'll be personal cost. There'll be emotional cost. There'll be a huge cost. We'll talk about more about that in just a minute here. But there's always a cost involved in following this plan. And, and lastly, she said, you know, let it be done to me according to your desire, to your direction. She, she trusts in his promises. See, she believed that God would do the right thing. She said, I'm going to trust in your promises. Despite my fears, I believe that, as Jesus said, nothing's impossible for God. There may have been a certain thing in the back of her head. This isn't going to happen. I'm not really pregnant. This is a dream. It's probably not even an angel. 
Remember the first thing she does? It's the way the story started. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, her aunt, in this case, she's heard about it. God's doing special things. So she runs to go see her. We'll talk about that in a minute too. She runs to go see her and she experiences what God has in mind for her. So let's walk through each one of these one by one by one. If we want to experience God's direction and desire in our life, then we have to be desirous of doing his will. So that's the first big deal. You want to do God's will more than anything else. I want God's plan for my life. His will is greater than my desires or my ideas. God has has an intentional custom plan for you. Is it as custom as Mary's plan? Yes, I think it is. I think it's very, very intentional. It's a mosaic. It's a picture that God, you're part of this incredible picture we call history. You have an intentional thing that he wants you to do, and you never know what it is. You know, we get the butterfly effect. We play time games, right? We go back and everybody gets in their time machine, goes back in time. I just chuckle. I think that's hilarious. But the truth that they continue to say is that everyone's small impact in life makes a huge difference in how life actually develops. And that's God's directive for each one of us. God made you for a purpose, but you can miss God's purpose. You have to cooperate with God's purpose. You can waste it. You can blow it. You can squander it. It's not automatic. See, God uses people who desire to do his will, who say, God, I want you to be first in my life. I want to be what you made me to be. And those are the words you need to say in your quiet time and when you sit down below. You can say it here and that's fine, but you need to say it with him one-on-one. Lord, I want to be what you've called me to be. What is it that you've called me to be? I really want to do your will. See, God has a plan. You're a major part. In this case, the angel comes because it's such a major part for her and says, this is what you need to do and how you need to respond. You're going to take into your body the very spirit and the soul of God. And when he is born, you're going to call him Emmanuel. God with us. You're going to be the mother of the Christ, the vessel by which God's going to enter into our world. And Mary responds and says, my soul praises the Lord. My heart rejoices in God, my Savior, because he's shown his concern for this humble servant girl. You can see this amazing response. She doesn't whine about God's will. She wants it. Okay, Lord, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but I want it. Thank you for calling me in here. My soul praises the Lord. I desire your will first and foremost in my life. I don't want to just take care of me. I want to do what you intend for me to do in relationship to others. You see these faith attitudes in her life? She has this enthusiastic response. I have a daughter, Danielle. Many of you know her. She's just filled with enthusiasm all the time. You're like, my goodness, how can you be so enthusiastic? I said, well, she was like Mary. The word enthusiastic is literally from the, it's, it's Latin for entheo, which means in God or God in you. Enthusiasm means God stirring us up. God enabling us. See, enthusiasm is this attitude that says, okay, God, 
Do what it is you want to do. And when you have that attitude, suddenly this joy begins to overwhelm you and this sense of, oh my goodness, I wonder what's going to happen now. Enthusiasm and humility. (laughs) Enthusiasm. My soul praises the Lord. My soul is enthusiastic about the Lord. My heart rejoices. It's enthusiastic and theo. And within me, my heart is springing up. It's not just acceptance or tolerance. It's eagerness. God, I want to be used. What are you going to do now? What's going to happen next? That's her cry. Nothing great is done in this world without enthusiasm. It just isn't. Stirs us up, it pummels it, it pushes us on, it propels us. But along with enthusiasm, there always need to be, if you're going to be used by God, a humility. And that's the next thing that she talks about this humility, your humble servant girl. Oh Lord, I'm excited about it. Please recognize my inability. Um, I, I, I don't know why you chose me. How many of you ever got on a got chosen on a team that was better? You know, you, you get the captain. You know, the captain always chooses the team for us, for us young guys, for the guys. Well, the girls too now, even more that times. So it's like it's team time. Okay, I got to pick my team, and I say, well, I want you, and you're like, cool. And if you're the last one to be picked, it's always a bummer, isn't it? Oh well, I'll take you. Okay, yeah, you're okay. You're like, oh, thanks. I suck. You know. That's what it comes down to. I just, I, I'm really, everyone knows it. I wondered if I really was that bad. I'm the last one picked. I am that bad. Yeah. It, God says, I want to choose you to be on my team. And his team is so good. We're like, Lord, why would you, I, I, I want, I'd be on the bench. Oh, no, no, no. In Theo, I'm going to place me and you and you're going to be Amazing. Amazing. And people are going to declare how amazing you are. But it's really not you. It's me and you. And if you remember that, then it'll be great. God in you, this attitude of humility. Jesus had the same attitude. It says he gave up his godness, his, his power of deity, and chose to become a baby born into this place and to become not just innocent, but to be put into a position where he could be harmed, even destroyed. God blesses us, not because we deserve to be part of his team, but because he wants to. But it's not automatic. You have to say, God, I want your will for my life. I want you to bless me. I'm willing to handle the problems that you have for me. David said, I desire to do your will, oh my God. He was called a man after God's own heart. And when God spoke to him, he listened. See, God's going to speak to you. This Christmas, by the way, it's going to start going on now. Christmas is like the megaphone time for God. It's one of those crazy things. It all starts to happen, folks. It's starting now. It's like things are going to start getting stirred up. And you're going to have all these opportunities to respond to God. And you'll either respond to him or you won't. And God will say, do this. And you'll go, I, I, I. It's just too much. Lord, I've only got a 20. 
If I had a one, I'd give it to him. God says, just give him the 20. Give her the 20. Take care. Buy that. Go ahead. You're like, but Lord, you don't understand. Of course he understands. You can have opportunities to respond to God's directive and God's will. I like later on in Luke, it says, and after it's all gone through all these things, in verse 19, he says this, Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart and continued to think about them. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> Thinking about them. What is going on? God, what is it do you want to do? What do you desire most in life? To be financially independent? Well, we walk into that. The older we get, the more we oh, Lord... How are we going to take care of my final days? And we watch all the commercials on all the time. You need to have more set aside. You need to have more. We're like, oh, what am I going to do? I'll be old. I'll move in with my kids. I already figured it out. It's not a problem. <laughs> God, I desire you more than anything on earth. It's you who are about it. I, I want to pray for a miracle. I want God to do something absolutely incredible. I want to get to the place in my life where I say, God, I don't care. I just want your will to be done. There's a great show, one I love. Many of you know it, didn't know me well. It's called, anybody know what it is? Christmas special? There you go. It's a wonderful life. Hey, this is a great scene. It, this is actually a scene that God put together as you study it. And it's called The Prayer. Let's watch it. We got everything. We love you, man. Dear Father in heaven, I'm not a praying man, but you're up there and you can hear me. Show me the way. I'm at the end of my rope, right? Show me the way, oh God. Show me the way. Lord, just, I'm at the end. Show me the way. You see, that that's the prayer. It's really even of Mary. She's here. Okay, Lord, I'm willing. Show me how. Show me how. And we say it with tears in our eyes and, a, and an ache in our heart. And we say, oh, Lord, please. I don't know what to do. And the cry of God is, do you desire to do my will? Do you really want to? Do you really want to? Because if you do, I'll show you the way. But remember something. If you're going to choose to do my will, there's a cost involved. See, we have to desire to do as well, but we have to recognize there's always a cost involved. It's not free. We understand that in all of life. He tries to teach us that over and over and over again. Mary's response is, I'm the Lord's servant. I'm willing to accept whatever you want. Whatever you want. May everything you said come true. There's a cost in following God's plan in my life. So 2016 Christmas gift we have to give to God. We're moving closer and closer to that time. And say, what are we going to give to God for Christmas? He's obviously doesn't need a Nintendo. You know? 
He, he doesn't want an Xbox. He doesn't want an Apple TV. He's uh, you know, okay, well, Lord, what do you want? A new watch? I got this Apple watch. It's really cool. The Lord says, I don't need any of that. Well, what do you want? He said, well, I want you to be open to my will for your life. I want you to be willing to pay the cost to give up what you need to give up. Well, what do I have to give up, Lord? He'll show you what you've got to give up in order to get what you need to get. I'm the Lord's servant. I'm willing to accept whatever you want. Whatever. It's not a negative whatever. It's a positive whatever. Whatever you want. It cost her her reputation. Her friends, her fiancé, her family. They all considered her crazy. And if you think, other than Joseph being there with her, who's somewhat figured it out as God speaks to her, he's the only one, he's your only true friend. He's the only one that stands by her. And it's going to be 30 years. It'll be 30 years Before people begin to recognize, oh my goodness, she really was pregnant with God's son. Oh my. Thirty years. Wow. That's a long time to put up with it. You're crazier than a loon, Mary. That's, that's UFO status, isn't it? Came down, pulled me up. Woo, 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 woo. Got it. Sure. Whatever you say, Mary. Man. Stay away from Mary. Next thing she'll be, she'll turn into something crazy. She's already crazy. Ah. So it costs her reputation. It costs her comfort. Nine months, she has to go through this process. Go all the way down to Jerusalem from Nazareth because that's where the baby had to be born. Take the travel. Have the birth in a barn. Wow. Lord, you're not exactly accommodating, are you? Wow. Could you have made it a little tougher? I don't know how don't know how. First baby born. Frightened. Scared. Wow, Lord. What is it that you're trying to do? There's always a cost. Jesus said, you can't be my disciple if you don't count the cost. Paul says, all the things I once thought were worthwhile, I've discovered were worth nothing. They were worth nothing. The only thing that's worth anything is God's directive, God's will, God's intention in my life. So I put my trust and my hope in Christ alone. There's a cost involved. There are benefits, but you have to set aside your dreams and your goals and your ambitions and your ideas. What's going to be the cost? My favorite song. Let's watch it as we also get to see a clip from the nativity. but she knew who did and she trusted him to provide them she was no longer afraid of the supernatural and she wasn't afraid of miracles 
How can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. And the angel said, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. The power of God will overshadow you. Every promise from God will come true. Every promise from God will come true. We're so frightened of the supernatural. We want it, but we're frightened of it. Because, see, there's a cost involved before we can experience it. Lord, I want to experience these miracles. And he says, really? Really? Do you? So you got into a situation, you didn't have enough money for something, and you prayed and you said, Lord, I just need you to provide for me. I really want to do this. I want to take care of this. This is a special need. I want to take care of it, but I don't have the funds for it. God says, okay, I'll take care of you, and you use your charge card. And you said, well, God provided through the charge card. And I go, no, he didn't. You didn't wait long enough. There's a great verse in Lamentation that talks about those who wait upon the Lord will receive his salvation. We must wait to receive his salvation, to receive his answer. It's always, there's always this kind of scary place in the supernatural. We go, well, Lord, are you going to do it? And then he does. And we go, wow, that was so amazing. Let me tell you the story. And other people can tell you the story, one story after another, because they waited. And God showed up in spectacular ways. We trust his promise. So instead of worrying about it, Mary began to worship God and declare his praise and his glory. And month by month by month went by. Jesus reminds us what's impossible with men is very, very possible with God. And Mary runs to affirm what she's taken place is actually she's not that crazy. I want to make sure that I'm not crazy. She runs to see Elizabeth because she's heard about how crazy stuff happened with her, this old lady who's pregnant. And she runs to see her. And when she gets there, Elizabeth said, you believed that God would do what he said. And that's why he has given you this wonderful blessing. That's why he gave you this wonderful, glorious blessing. You believed. So we begin to find out that it was, it was her humility, her willingness to believe that caused God to say, you're the one I'm choosing. Because I know you're going to believe what I'm going to say. And what I'm going to tell you is impossible. It's completely, totally impossible. Pete, why don't you come up with a band? So bring up the band. Yeah, there you go. Good. You see, the, the cry of Mary is, is a declaration of God's willingness to get involved uh, in her life in a spectacular way. And we say, well, yeah, but he doesn't do that today with other people in other ways. That was just a special incarnation thing. I said, no, no, no. There's a great story. Corey Timboom shares it, uh, one of my favorite uh, authors here. She died recently. She was uh, in a Jewish concentration camp. Jewish Christian, and she talked about how she was in this camp, and, and the people would stay outside of the barracks because inside the barracks were filled with fleas. They were infestation, and they were literally killing people. People would die from the bites of the fleas. It wasn't just irritating. 
It was literally about to kill them. And because of that, the guards wouldn't go into the barracks. They would stay outside because the fleas are too. Say, so stay outside and herd you in and stay outside. Well, so they were inside. Because the guards wouldn't come in, they were able to share with people a Bible study about who Jesus was and what was going on. And numerous Jewish people came to know Christ before they died in that Holocaust situation. And she said, I learned to thank God for the fleas. If it wasn't for the fleas, none of these people would have the opportunity to hear of his praise. And I thought, wow, Lord, the weaknesses in my life, the fleas that come into play. Peter says, God has given us these great and precious promises. And with these gifts, you can share in being like God and the world will not ruin you with its fleas, its evil desires. You see, all of you have this enormous potential. God is looking at you and saying, I really want you to do this, and I really would love for you to do this, and I have this in mind for you. And, and you're not responding to him because you're afraid. or You just don't want to do as well. You're caught up in yourself. I don't know what it is. But I want you to think about that as we kind of close up our time and say, you know, Lord, um, What do I really want this Christmas? What do I really want? What am I willing to do? God's gifted each of you with so many things. You're so incredibly intelligent. You guys have this great education. You have wonderful health. You have freedom. Say, well, Lord, how can you use me? I would encourage you to make that the cry as you begin to prepare for Christmas. Say, Lord, how can you use me? Here I am, all of me, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Use me. Father, today we come to you as we listen to this song as it's played. Uh, we're going to write down some prayer requests Lord, because we want to bring to you these special needs. And, and we're going to think about what it is you're saying to us today as we begin to prepare for Christmas. Lord, I... I desire to do your will of all things. And I'm more than willing to pay the cost, I think. So make clear the promises. Make clear the promises that I'm supposed to follow and depend on. And then lead me where you want me to go. Wherever you want me to go. All right? So listen to the Lord as he speaks to you now. Write down those prayer requests, and we'll take an offering on the next song.